Welcome, everyone, to the Friday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast, my favorite edition of the show. We are going to start by talking about home flipping. And so you're lucky I did not say something stupid like, it's flipping Friday. <laughs> and no, I will not be naming the podcast Flipping Friday. I was, I was very tempted, very tempted to, but we're going to start by talking about a new report from Adam Data Solutions that looks at home flipping for the first quarter of 2022. And so there's some good news, as always, with every housing report that we're gonna be getting, at least in the near future, it's gonna be a mix of good news and some bad news. And the good news is house flipping, well, I guess you could say good news, house flipping is up. The bad news, you're making less money per flip, which, I mean, that kind of makes sense. And we'll get to it. All right, so let's start from the top, shall we? So how many flips? Is that, is that, I don't know, is that the terminology? I'm, I'm not a house flipper, so I don't know. Is it flips? Are you flipping houses? Can you say it that way? But there were 114,706 homes that were flipped in the first quarter of 2022. That represented 9.6% of all home sales. And I'm not going to lie, because if you remember, remember how big home flipping was in the mid-aughts? before the housing crash, it's like all those shows on A&E and like everyone was home flipping. <laughs> it was like, but home flipping back then was like buying a house, sitting on it for six months and making 5%. And that's not really house flipping. You know, usually we think home flipping, you know, it's like the A&E show, right? You flip this house, you know, you buy the house, you gut it, you make it all cool and sell it for a decent profit, sometimes obscene profit. <laughs> Just kidding. It's, I was channeling Rush Limbaugh. You know, obscene profit break. That's what he used to say. So that's what I think of house flipping. And the problem was in the mid-aughts, like it was just buying a home and then selling it. <laughs> you didn't actually do anything. That's not really home flipping. But when you see that number start jumping, it means a lot of people are getting into an industry. And I remember reading, I think it was in, um, oh, who's the guy that wrote The Big Short? And... Um, Money poker in what's the what's the author's name? I got it on my bookshelf here. Hold on, I'm gonna find it. Michael Lewis. See, look at that. I know that's horrible. That's bad for the podcast. That's bad for the video podcast. But I was gonna, I, I had to figure it out. Michael Lewis is the guy that wrote it. I remember him writing in the Big Short about how he knew, or one of the people he was interviewing said that they knew that the mortgage industry was or the housing market was going to crash because all of these unsavory people were getting into the mortgage industry. And I'm not saying that people are getting into home flipping or unsavory. I'm not saying that. But when a lot of people start getting into something that don't have a lot of experience and start making a good amount of money, we talked about this recently with Airbnb and all these people getting involved and it makes you kind of go, like you kind of cringe, like, I don't know if this is good. I don't know if this is a good thing or not. So you see all of a sudden 10% of home sales in Q1 were home flips. It does make me think, okay, maybe we're getting to the top now. We're getting to the top of this uh, this ride up with regards to home prices. Now, this was up from the last quarter. That would be Q4 of 21 when it was 6.9%. Nice. 6.9. Nice. And it's so close to double what was reported in the first quarter of 2021, which is 4.9%. So it almost doubled in just a year. And in fact, this was the highest level since 2000. So you would have thought like mid 2000s, it would be the highest level, but no, 2000. 
is the last time we saw a number this high. And so we got home prices going up, we got borrowing costs going up, and activity going up. It makes sense that home flipping profitability would decline. And it did, it actually fell to a 13 year low. And when I say that, I'm not talking about gross dollars, I'm talking about profit margin, because gross dollars in the first quarter, gross profit on a typical transaction was 67,000, which was actually higher than Q4 of 21. It was 63,500, but it was down from 70,000 when we saw that last year, first quarter of 2021. So gross profit, still not doing that bad, but here is the kicker. Profit margins fell for the sixth quarter in a row. Right now, your return on investment, your ROI is just 25.8%. That is down from the fourth quarter of 21 when it was 27.3% and down substantially from just last year when it was 38.9%. And in fact, profit margins now sit at the lowest point since the first quarter of 2009. And this is well off half, actually, more than half from where we were at the all-time high at the end of 2016 when the average ROI was 53.1%. Pretty good. I would have thought like right after because people would be buying up homes, but I guess you didn't really see that takeoff of home prices. So this is, you know, like I said, well off the peak of 2016. And home flippers who sold properties, this is another sign, who sold properties in the first quarter of 2022 took an average of 162 days to complete the transaction that was up from the 154 days that we saw in the fourth quarter of 21 and 157 days in the first quarter of 21. So it's up across the board. So it's taking longer to close and you're making less money. That's probably a sign that, and all these people are getting involved in it. More homes are being flipped. Probably a sign that we're getting close to the top. <laughs> and we know that. We've been talking about that here on the podcast. Rick Sharga, Executive Vice President of Market Intelligence for Adam, said this was a good and bad news for flippers. The good news for fix and flip investors is that demand remains strong from prospective home buyers. So there's people out there still buying homes, a lot of them. The bad news, rising mortgage interest rates are beginning to slow down home price appreciation and buyers have become more selective and less willing to outbid other buyers for property. This is having a predictable impact on profit margins for investors. And because you're also reaching a point where home prices are so high, buying the initial property in order to flip, that's reaching a certain level. And then if you think home prices are gonna fall, that's gonna shrink your profit margin even more. And so more than likely, you're probably gonna see a decline in home flipping. I would think. The problem is the people who haven't been in the business long enough aren't gonna know that. And they're gonna keep going full steam ahead and that's going to be some bad news. Um, so speaking of, they mentioned mortgage rates. Mortgage rates on Thursday, we get mortgage rates. I say that three times, the Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice. Beetle. <laughs> it's like, how many times can I say mortgage rates? So we always get this weekly update from Freddie Mac. And these are Freddie Mac's numbers. These are from Freddie Mac. Their weekly survey. These are not the rates that I'm quoting you, okay? These are from Freddie Mac. And Freddie Mac had the 30-year fixed rate mortgage up four basis points to 5.81%. So only a four-bip jump 
for the week. Not bad considering last week we saw the biggest jump in what was it like 30 years, 40 years. But year over year, <laughs> rates are up 279 basis points, which I actually think is better. I think wasn't last week at over 300. It was close. If it wasn't, it was a lot closer. So it's a little better, but still whew, 279. Um, the 15-year fixed, Freddie Mac has it at 4.92%. That is up eight basis points and up substantially 260 or a little bit over 250 basis points. And the arm, which of course is increasing in popularity, as we saw yesterday, the Mortgage Bankers Association said activity for the week was up to 10% from 8% the prior week. The arm is averaging 4.41%, which was up eight bips from the week before and up from a year ago when it was 2.53%. So rates are up. We all know that. I'm not telling you anything that you did not know, but at least they somewhat slowed in comparison to what we saw the week before. And we're gonna make it kind of a quick show to enter into the weekend the way we should. I'm not going to drag you down with too much too much data and information, but something to keep an eye on. So on Thursdays, we always get mortgage data from Freddie Mac. We also always get data from the Department of Labor looking at initial jobless claims and continuing claims, but initial claims are what most people keep an eye on because it's telling you what's happening currently with the labor market. And it was kind of uneventful Slight drop, I mean, statistically kind of insignificant. Uh, we saw a 2,000 drop in claims to 229,000, which was a little bit higher. Economists thought it was going to drop to about 226,000. And the four-week moving average was at around 223,500, but that's the highest since January. So even though the last couple of weeks we haven't seen a lot of movement in initial claims, the four-week moving average has reached a level that we haven't seen in about five months. And so that's one sign. And then continuing claims were unchanged about 1.32 million. So like I said, nothing too substantial. It's you know kind of remaining. And you gotta wonder when we're gonna start seeing this loosening of the labor market because you know we're hearing about layoffs and we're hearing about you know certain sectors being impacted and that's why there was a piece it was an interesting piece in the Wall Street Journal by Catherine Bindley and Angela Yang more companies start to rescind job offers so i mentioned layoffs and we've seen you know some some unfortunately a lot happening in real estate but this to me is the big issue because right now we have what 11 million job openings so if somebody gets fired from a job they get laid off whatever there's 11 million job openings out there i mean there's like five jobs for every one person who's looking and so if people are getting fired or laid off or whatever or quitting remember the great resignation they can go find another job and so that's not really going to have any impact on the labor market it's still going to be very tight and so i said I think the real metric that's going to tell us when things really start loosening up and the economy maybe starts moving in the other direction is when these job openings start disappearing. And that's essentially what they are arguing in this journal piece. Binley and Yang write that businesses in several different industries are rescinding job offers they made just a few months ago. Companies including Twitter, Redfin, and Coinbase 
have rescinded offers in recent weeks. Employers in other pockets of the economy are pulling away offers too, including insurance, retail marketing, consulting, and recruiting services. And of course, the companies they mentioned, you got Twitter Tech, you got Redfin Real Estate, you got Coinbase Crypto. I mean, those are two high profile or three high profile industries that have really taken a hit over these last couple of months where you're seeing a slowdown in real estate, at least with regards to activity. You know, we haven't really seen it with prices yet. But then, of course, tech companies have been taking a beating and crypto. Well, well. We all know what's happening with crypto. Uh, They continue saying, at the same time, many companies have signaled a more cautious hiring approach. Netflix, Peloton, Carvana, and others have announced layoffs. Tech giants such as Meta and Uber have warned they will dial back hiring plans. And so to me, like I said, this is one of the big areas because people getting fired or laid off or whatever while there's still 11 million job openings, that's not a big deal. But the fact that they're rescinding job offers and maybe a lot of these companies are like, you know what? We've had this job opening for a while. Maybe we don't need it. And it goes away. And then all of a sudden, job openings fall under 10 million, under nine, eight, seven. And then as layoffs are happening, then you reach a much looser labor market. And that's when you start seeing some impacts in the overall economy. And so I think that's that, that is an area to watch. So we haven't seen it yet with jobless claims but we are hearing about job offers being rescinded, job openings being taken down. And I think that's gonna be sort of the first wave is when those start falling, then you're gonna see more layoffs as the economy begins to slow. All right, that's it, that's all I got. (laughs) That's all I got for the week. You guys enjoy your Friday, enjoy your weekend. We'll see you back here Monday. Well, we'll see if I'm here Monday morning. For some reason, Get my podcast for Monday has always been. I thought about maybe, and if you want to give me some feedback on this, always open to feedback. I was in talk radio for 10 years, so I can take criticism. <laughs> if I couldn't, I wouldn't have made it very long. <laughs> no doubt about that. Uh, so constructive criticism is always appreciated as well, as, as well as, hey, I like the podcast. That also works. I you never got that. It's it, it, like any service job. It's no different. Where all you ever hear about is the complaints, but yet ninety to ninety five percent of the people that are enjoying your product you never hear from. You don't. You know. You don't you never hear that. No one ever writes a hotel and goes, "Hey, I had a great stay." Sometimes you do. It just doesn't happen very often. And very rarely did I get an email like, "Hey, I love your show." It would happen every once in a while. But I would say of the ten emails I would get, let's say I got ten emails. Eight of them were like, you suck. This is the worst show ever. You're awful. Kill yourself. <laughs> and then the other two, one would be like a question. And then one would be like, hey, I like your show. So either way. But, but my point is, let me get back on topic here. I'm trying to make it a quick podcast. And here we go. I'm going to make it to 20 minutes. I'm thinking about maybe doing an interview, start interviewing people. Not every day, but just like one day a week. And then maybe in that way, it'd be sort of less timely and maybe I would do it on Mondays because I always have problems doing the Monday podcast so I could do it sometime in the week but then release it on Monday. So I'm thinking about that. Let me know what you think. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm thinking about, I'm trying things, seeing what works here. All right, but like I said, you guys enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you back here Monday morning for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And remember as always, Do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate 
and weights. <laughs>